Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 560 for the 16th of Sivan in a regular year. So in yesterday's episode, we briefly mentioned the idea of parents. And we talked about how a good way to understand how it is that God's attributes of giving and severity are and how they're both sourced in the same place is by looking at parents and by looking at the fact that parents sometimes act in very loving ways towards their children and sometimes they act in ways that are a little bit more severe that might appear superficially as harsh but really they're both these two sides of them these two things that they're doing are really coming from the same place today i'd like to like to talk about this a little bit more and maybe give like a concrete example or two of this and with the hopes that this will actually help us in understanding today's episode and today's uh, Tanya that we're going to learn. So yeah, so think about a parent. Let's think about, let's give like a really concrete example. Let's say you have a child who's like five years old or so, and it's nearing their bedtime and they need to wake up early in the morning to get to kindergarten. And the parent's trying to get them to go to sleep and the child doesn't want to go to sleep. And in fact, the child says that they actually just want to eat candy. They want to eat candy and stay up and watch TV and watch cartoons. So would the parent be a loving parent if the parent were to say yes and give the the kid all the candy in the world and let them stay up to whatever time the child wanted to? So hopefully (laughs) you would say no, that that wouldn't actually be a very loving thing to do. In this particular case, the loving thing for the parent to do would to actually say no, to put restrictions on the child and to say, I'm really sorry, but you're going to have to go to sleep. And no, you cannot have that candy. And we're going to shut off the TV and I'm going to put you in bed now. So to the child and to the child's mind, the parent at that time might seem like the meanest person in the world. Like what a cruel and unusual punishment this parent is exacting on them when they are sitting there comfortably eating their chocolate, eating their candy and enjoying their cartoons and they're not tired at all and how rude this parent comes out of nowhere and shuts out all of their fun kicks everything off so right it seems really harsh but we all know obviously that the parent is only doing this out of love that even though it might seem like it's harshness to the outside to the child we all know that this is actually coming from a very loving place and not only is it coming from a very loving place it's coming from the very exact same place of love within the parent when this parent goes over and behaves to the child in more overt loving ways, like hugging the child, kissing the child, giving the child yummy food and uh, playing with the child and smiling at the child, all of that stuff where, where the child is there sees that the parent loves them. This same love that's within the parents is equally there in the same measure and is equally being expressed 
when the child is trying to put the, the, when the parent is trying to put the child to sleep, even though it might not seem this way to the child. So this is what we're going to learn about today, but this time in terms of God and God as our parent, so to speak, as our influencer in this world and how he sometimes has to act towards us in ways that might seem more severe, that might seem more concealed, where we don't see his love in a more readily apparent manner, but it's actually being manifest to us in a more concealed way. And what we'll learn about is that this type of relationship that we have with God, this type of way by which God manifests himself is what we know of and what we refer to as the name Elohim. When we refer to God with that name, Elohim, it's a reference to this aspect of God, this aspect of God that is more restrained, is more constrained in its love and not as manifest. So let's get straight into the text. It's pretty short today and it's pretty straightforward. So I think it will uh, it will be become more apparent as we go through it. So here we go. So uh, the altar says that he says that this name, Elohim, is the name that we use when we reference the Midas of Gvora, the Midas of Gvora, the attribute of, of constraint and symptom of, of constriction. And this is why we see that very interestingly, the gematria, the numerical value of the name Elohim, has the same numerical numerical value as the word hateva, which in Hebrew means the nature. So each one of them, if you want to work it out for yourself, you'll see that the word Elohim and the word hateva, they both have the same numerical value, which is numerical value of 86. So this is interesting, right? That, that God's name of Elohim has the same numerical value as nature, as the nature. Why is this? Because God hides his light from above that vivifies and that creates the world, something from nothing. And he hides it here in this world. And this world acts in accordance with the laws of nature. So it's like we look around in the world and people see the world and they see science, right? They see it's big now. People say, trust the science, look at science, looking at the laws of nature, the laws of the world. When what we really have to understand is these laws of nature, quote unquote, are really just God's name of Elohim. This is the as- aspect of God. This is still God. It's it's God as he is manifest through his name of Elohim. And this name Elohim is a shield and a sheath for his other name, which is the name of Havaya, which we had spoken about before. This name of Havaya, which is more, more overtly a manifestation of God and who God is in terms of his creative abilities and bringing the world something from something into nothing at all times. So this name of Elohim serves to conceal this light and this vitality that is drawn down from the name of Havaya, which is bringing everything into being, something from nothing, so that this won't be revealed to creation, so they won't be nullified out from their existence. So again, and we, we mentioned this in previous episodes, that if we were to experience God's name of Havaya directly in a more manifest way, we would lose our sense of, of self. We would be nullified in our source. And thus, it's this aspect of gvora and symptom is necessary and it's also an aspect of chassad so that the world will be able to be created through and this is and and so this is an interesting little twist here that that goes back to the analogy i gave with the parent that while 
it is the attribute of gvura. This is the attribute of severity, which is concealing the chassad so that the world could exist. It's an aspect of gvura, but it's still really, really chassad, ultimately, if you think about it. Just like when the mother is telling the child to go to bed and not eat the candy and shut off the TV, it might like seem like on a superficial level that this is gvura, this is restraint, this is severity, but really she's acting out of love. That's the true aspect of it. So then the ultra Rebbe concludes here and he says that this is an aspect of gvura which is encompassed within chassad so really ultimately it might seem like it's gvura it might seem like the quality of gvura that we're here in the world we look at nature we look at the world around us and we don't see god and god is truly concealed within this world but nevertheless it's actually a chassad that god is doing to us in in concealing himself in this world he's doing this for our sakes he's doing this so that we can have a sense of existence a sense of independent being of our own. So that's it for today. And uh, I, I actually don't know if I mentioned that this is chapter so we be, where we're up to in the Tanya. I sometimes forget to do that. So today we learned the beginning of chapter six, and we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Twitzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.